on today's episode of Making the Call, we've got Trent, Rosie, and Alex with us this week. We're talking about Rosie's running back rankings and Dynasty. They're coming out this Friday on the Making the Call Substack, so make sure you're subscribed to the Substack so you can get his full top 25 Dynasty running back rankings. We hit on that a little bit. We tease some of the players and where he has them, some guys that he left off and maybe why, and just a whole big discussion around that. And then after that, we've got a new segment to debut, and it we're calling it Make the Take. We each have some sports takes that we've been testing out. We're going to try them out here on this week's episode, make our case for them, discuss it, and just see what sticks. They cover all the sports. Some of them are sports-specific. Some of them are very specific to spe- uh, to exact plays or penalties, and some encompass all of American sports. And so we've got a lot of sports takes that we're going to be trying out in the second segment for the episode. And then, of course, we end with some dad jokes. And then also a segment that was submitted to us by one of our listeners about which sport that we would go pro in if we could. So if you've got any future segment ideas as we're in the offseason, make sure you send it to us. Might even make it on the show someday. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Making the Call Substack and make sure you go and try Firegrounds Coffee. Firegrounds Coffee is the best coffee. Uh, I ordered a pack of K-Cups for the office this week. Uh, I normally am drinking the cheap, crappy coffee at work. Uh, had to go get some Firegrounds K-Cups to brighten that that mid-afternoon bump that I usually get. So go try Firegrounds Coffee today. Today, Go try their K-Cups. Go try the, the whole bean, the ground coffee, whatever floats your boat. It's all delicious. I've tried it all. Uh, use promo code MTC10 for 10% off your entire order, every order. All right. We got a great show in store for you today. It's all coming up right after this. All right. I've got Trent, Rosie, and Alex with me this week. Rosie's got another set of his dynasty rankings coming out this Friday on the Making the Call Substack. If you haven't already checked out his wide receiver rankings, make sure you go and do that. Uh, we're going to be previewing his running back rankings that are going to be coming out later this week. Uh, so. Running backs are the topic of conversation to start off the podcast. I know we talked about them last week. We were talking about the free agent running backs and where they might go. Um, Alex wants all of them to end up in this little town in New York. <laughs> but, Buffalo. Buffalo. Um, so, Rosie, we have already gotten the pleasure of reviewing your running back rankings. Um, we're going to talk about them without giving all of them away. Um, you've got a few that you've got write-ups on, so we'll save those for Friday. But I wanted to talk to you about, so I went and looked at your rankings and I looked at some other sites, kind of their top 25 dynasty rankings. And I noticed there were a few that other sites had that you don't. So I wanted to pick your brain on that to start. Um, The one that stuck out to me was Aaron Jones running back for Green Bay. I know this is dynasty. I know age is a big part of it, but not even in your top 25. What was, what was kind of your thinking there? Well, Honestly, as I was doing my write-up on Joe Mixon, who is at 25, I was like, maybe I should have Aaron Jones here instead. So I think I might make that change. That being said, yeah, I would probably swap him. It's just the problem is Aaron Jones, he finished as the RB9 last year, and he's 28. He's 28, sharing a backfield with someone that's younger than him on not a good offense who's going to lose Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, it's just a lot of question marks for someone who's been like consistently pretty decent. It's just I'm not going to I'm not going to want him on my team. He's 28, he probably only has like one year left. Okay. So, I'll ask you this cuz you mentioned Joe Mixon. So, if you were in a dynasty league and you had 
Joe Mixon and someone sent you a trade for Aaron Jones straight up, you would decline it or would you accept that? I would I'd, accept. Mm. See, I'm flip-flopping now, but I, I, th- I think <laughs> now Joe Mixon is, how old is he? I think he's 26. I think right so. now a little younger. I'll pull it up. I don't think either of them are going to be super great the next few years, but I guess I would stick with Joe Mixon. Okay. Well, and that's why, you know, that's why we're talking about it now because rankings don't come out until Friday. So if you, after this segment, after discussing it with us, if you decide you want to tweak it a little bit, that's why we're doing it. Right. Also to preview it. So Trent, I just ordered a uh, webcam. Awesome. Very good. Look at us. I like it. Making moves. Um, Rosie does not have your guy, Dalvin Cook, in his top 25 dynasty rankings. What do you think about that? It doesn't bother me. I know you were were itching for some kind of reaction out of me on there, but there isn't one. I think I don't think Dalvin Cook should be a dynasty top twenty five running back. Maybe, maybe you can make a case for him being top twenty five redraft, but I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to make a case for Dalvin Cook, twenty eight year old, be a top twenty five dynasty running back. That's not going to happen today. I think Trent's the first person to like put me on to, you know, having Dalvin Cook as a bust last year. Because I, I acquired him in our league, and Trent was like, get rid of him because he's going to bust. <laughs> and he did not do well. Yeah, Trent and, was fine. really early on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, As Trent, do you even think Dalvin Cook is... Oh, go ahead. No, finish your question. Do you even think that Dalvin Cook is on the Vikings next year? I uh, so at the beginning of the offseason, my answer to that question was no, but now it's who else, you know? Who else are they gonna have? And Mathis is did, a free agent, also. Yeah, he, he's had four thousand yard rushing seasons in a row, so it's not like he's not doing anything. Uh, I, I just last year they didn't use him very much because Kevin O'Connell doesn't run the ball as much as they have in the past. But I don't know, man. I just he, he's 28. He gets injured every other year pretty significantly and I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. Hmm. Okay. Um let's see some other guys that are not in your top 25. I I I think I'm sensing a theme here, Rosie, cuz you mentioned a lot of the uncertainties and the question marks with Aaron Jones. Um is that a similar reason why you got guys like Alvin Kamara and AJ Dillon outside your top 25. Well, Kamara is a criminal, so <laughs> that's a pretty good aspect as a running back. Not going to lie. He's aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> he's still good when he's on the field. Just, we don't know how much he'll be on the field this year. Yeah. It's uh, all proven guilty. <laughs> that's true, I guess, but there's video evidence. <laughs> so we saw him doing it. Um, I honestly have no clue how long he's going to be suspended, but he will be suspended. Six games. That's my guess. You think so? I mean, if he's like, I don't know what. What's he facing? I think it's like battery, right? Any jail time? Probably not. I Maybe. 
He's an athlete, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the exact charge is, but I'm also, I'm not like a criminal attorney, so um, I don't know like all the ins and outs of it, but is that, so you're saying the whole criminal investigation, that's the main reason why you said, let's put some safer bets in, in my top 25? That's part of the reason. The other part is he played almost the whole season last year, uh, missed two games in the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and he finished as the RB16. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that these old running backs, once they start like falling off, the real cliff is near. So I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. And you know, he might be in jail. So, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you could also say that this past year in New Orleans was a weird one. It was Jameis, and then it was Andy Dalton, and then it was Taysom Hill, and it was, you know, yeah. I, I just don't, don't see that situation getting any better either. Well, I know that they're in the market for like a, a Derek Carr or one of these veteran quarterbacks who are going to be on the move. So Andy Dalton I, played as well as Derek Carr will, I think. Mm, bingo. I don't know about that. I I think that's hyperbole. We were supposed <laughs> I don't to know, like so. We were supposed to fill this podcast with Trent disagreeing with Rosie. We're not off to a good start. Mm-mm. Well, that's the quota every week, but sometimes we get it, sometimes we don't. <laughs> Say something about the Lions, Rosie. He agrees with Lions stuff, too. Yeah, I agree with the Lions stuff. <laughs> He's too sleepy right now. He can't. He's not in the mood. Hey, Rosie, how do you feel about Kirk Cousins? Where is he on your running back Where is rankings? he on your QB rankings? Top five. Good question. TBD. Um, all right. I wanted to ask you... On the oh. not on the yeah, list yeah. that I want to talk about, yeah, yeah, AJ Dillon, straight up, that dude just isn't good. He's not good at football. I think he has a lot of hype because his thighs are big, and that just can't be <laughs> that can't be a reason why you draft him. He was so a- bad last year. AJ Thunder thighs. <laughs> Aaron Jones was better than him in every single aspect of. The running back position, not okay. squats. I don't know. I don't. Know I that. do. Have you seen those thighs? <laughs> They're fake. <laughs> They're fake. Um, Kim Kardashian. So I wanted to. There's a couple like young running backs that I'm, admittedly like irrationally high on. Maybe it's not irrational, but uh, Tyler Algier you don't have in your top 25, and I thought he looked really good in Atlanta. And Atlanta is probably rolling with Desmond Ritter next year. Maybe they draft a quarterback, but they're not going to be in some super pass-happy offense, I don't think. And especially with Arthur Smith um, as a head coach there, and you think back to kind of his days at at Tennessee, and it was a lot of Derrick Henry and RPOs and play action. So am I too high on Tyler Algier, or kind of where are you at, Rosie? with him because I thought he looked good as a rookie. And I think he has a chance just by sheer volume to easily be a top 25 running back for the next several years because of his age. I'm expecting them to draft someone or sign someone or, or really. Yeah. Algier is a round five pick. Those guys just don't do it consistently. And he, he did look good. I'm not going to say that he looked great. He didn't, look like Damian Pierce in my opinion but 
if he is the only guy there, then I'll probably have him in the top 25. I, I'm just not expecting that at all. We'll see. But in my mind, like he was productive last year as a rookie in a backfield that I know like some of these guys battled injuries, but they had Cordero Patterson. They had Caleb Huntley. Um, they were doing a lot of running game with Marcus Mariota last season. So I, I it doesn't seem, I don't think Cordero Patterson's going to be back next year. And I would be surprised if they run the ball with their quarterback as much as they did with Mariota as they're planning to do with uh, Desmond Ritter. So I think that there's going to be a, an increase in volume share for him. Um, so I think he could actually be better next year than he was in his rookie year. If he's yeah. the only one there. Right. Last hmm. four games, he had 17, 18, 20, and 24 attempts, which is really yeah. good. Yeah. And yeah. like, if, if he's doing that, then yeah but again these day three guys hardly ever you know stick around for more than a year yeah i mean obviously a guy like i don't want to make the exception the rule but you we have seen it before i mean a guy like austin eckler is a good example of that he was undrafted but you're right that it's rare it doesn't usually happen um but i think Maybe they do draft someone, but I do think that they probably don't feel like they have to draft a running back. Um, That's true. Based on what they saw from Algier. So I wanted to mention him, and then I wanted to mention my guy, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, I just, I like watching him run. Like he runs with a lot of just violence and ferocity, and that's not the kind of running back that they've had in Kansas City. Um, I don't fault you for keeping him out of the top 25, but. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in your top 25 rankings this time next year. Yeah, maybe it's just, I mean, honestly for fantasy, the chiefs aren't a good situation for running backs. They don't score a lot of touchdowns. They don't catch the ball a lot and they're never getting more than 50% of the work. So like I, I expect them to either re-sign Jarek McKinnon have Clyde back and then maybe draft another running back because oh, I saw really... I saw a report that they're likely going to decline Clyde's fifth year option, mm-hmm. but he'll still be on the team. Oh, he will. Mm-hmm. I guess this is going to be what his fourth year. Yeah, or third. Okay. They um, could, all right. Um, I don't think they they would save any money. It's just, I mean, I traded Pacheco for Alec Pierce in our league, just because I think. You know, Alec Pierce didn't show a whole lot, but he has upside. And I just don't think Pacheco does. Okay. Uh, Alex, Trent, anything that stuck out to either of you as far as Rosie's running back rankings, whether it's, you know, having one guy, you know, right above another or, or anything like that? Or did you just look at it and say, hey, top from top to bottom, this is the best running back rankings I've ever seen. And I have no complaints. That one. Uh, yeah, pretty like we've hit on all the ones that were sort of just like left off. Like my main concern was really Alvin Kamara, but with his legal concerns, I guess it's warranted. And I didn't know he was as low as, oh, we lo- oh. no, I'm still here. Okay. okay. Keep going. Yeah. I didn't know he was as low as 16 this year, but that's maybe just because he killed the Seahawks, but. Yeah, other than that, <laughs> I think his rankings are pretty much on par. Okay. 
Um, I'll end with, or well, Trent, do you have anything? Um, I'm interested to know why you have Jameer Gibbs in the top 10. Well, he is the second best running back in the class. True. In my opinion. True. I don't think that's an opinion. I think that's a fact. I haven't even heard of half these rookies. <laughs> I'm looking through it right now. I'm like, who is who is Sean Tucker? Yeah, and this is like I, I've watched some stuff on these guys and I'm just generating my opinion before the draft, but obviously okay. the draft is gonna change this a lot. But like Jameer Gibbs, he can go anywhere and be super productive in fantasy football right away. Just because okay. like he's a great pass catching running back. Like he's not like ETN. Like people said that he was a great pass catching running back, but he's not. Jameer Gibbs is like part-time wide receiver. So I think anywhere he goes, he's going to be really good. Um, okay. One more thing. When is it time to give up on DeAndre Swift? You have him in your top, you have him in your top 10. Last year, he was, what, two? Yep. That kind of... Yeah. Talk, talk me through that decision there. Well, I <laughs> embarrassing trade I made with Davey. I traded Kenneth Walker and a future first for DeAndre Swift at the beginning of the season. I love Kenneth Walker. I've loved him from the start. I don't know what I was thinking. But at first, it seemed like that trade would turn out for the best for me. Just because Swift was incredible the first few weeks of the season. And like, I I know people were like... Edward's a lair. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I think I'm, I'm comfortable saying that Swift is a better talent than CEH is. Um, yeah, and it's just, for me, I just have to bet on talent and Swift is super talented, very injury prone, has never had a full season and the coaching staff loves Jamal Williams and will probably resign there. Top 10 running back. (laughs) If he gets the the coaching staff, like someone else and he's never had a full season. Top 10. There we go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> but talent I'm, I'm trying to I can see a scenario where he or the Lions even drafted a, another running back and they're just done with Swift so that would suck but on the other end of the spectrum like they see that Jamal Williams is not efficient and Swift is so much better and he stays healthy and he's a top five running back so I, I think that is in the range of outcomes. If they draft someone, I will be moving him down. But, you know, honestly, like you kind of hope that he's on a different team next year. So so are you trading for DeAndre Swift or trading away DeAndre Swift right now? Probably trading away. Okay. I think... <laughs> you gonna send me something? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go put him on the block. 
<laughs> yeah, I would definitely trade away, trade him away now before the draft because I would really not be surprised if they drafted someone, someone who's like good in between the tackles, like a Tank Bigsby or someone like that because Swift just doesn't really fit what they're trying to do. And that's why they use Jamal Williams so much. But once once they do draft someone, I'd be buying. Just because you could probably get him for a mid-second. And after this year, wherever he goes, I think that he's talented enough to win the starting job. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, top 10 is, I think it's pretty bold. I mean, you've got him ahead of Saquon Barkley, um, a few rookies. I mean, to be honest, and, and we don't have to get far into this, Rosie, because I know that you did a write-up on him, but you have DeAndre Swift several spots ahead of Travis Etienne, and I just don't get that. Like, I would, if I had Etienne and someone offered me Swift straight up, I would not accept that trade. Yeah. I have some things to say about ETN. I know. I know and you do. It is in the write up. Yes. And I you'll think have to that he's wait just until be... this Friday to hear it all. Yeah. But I'll give you this little snippet. I think he's going to be a complete bust for dynasty purposes. You are so prejudiced towards duck feet. And it shows. <laughs> it's kind of scary, man. <laughs> he already had a Liz Frank injury. Yeah, DeAndre Swift has a clean bill of health. He does not, but <laughs> I also don't believe in the talent of ETN, and I do of Swift, so that's why I have him higher. Okay. Well, Rosie, your rankings come out this Friday on the Making the Call Substack. You got anything else you wanted to hit uh, in this segment? Go Cam Akers. <laughs> <laughs> Another tease for this Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to the Making the Call Substack. Um, you'll find the link to that in the show notes for this episode. Uh, we've got great content coming out on a weekly basis. Trent and I are posting our prize pick player props there uh, just about every day, um, giving out winners, seems like on a nightly basis. So you want to be a part of the Making the Call Substack community that we're building over there. It's all free, free to subscribe, free to join the chat, everything, free, free, free. Um, all right. That is it for that segment. Uh, when we come back, we are going to be talking about a, we're going to be doing a new segment here at making the call brand new segment. Uh, it's called make the take. Uh, we've got some, some sports takes that we've just kind of been working on. Uh, you know, we've been, we've been in the shop, just kind of putting it together. Uh, we're going to try them out here see, see how they land, see what everyone thinks. Um, so that's coming up next, but before we get to that, got to tell you about our friends over at firegrounds coffee. You've heard us talk a lot about them. Um, I ordered a case of their K-Pods um, for work because we've got a Keurig in the office and uh, they just provide the cheapest, crappiest coffee um, for the Keurig. So I said, nope, if I'm drinking coffee at work, I'm going to go get the most delicious coffee and all the land. And I got some K-Cups of Firegrounds, had a cup of that today. It was delicious. Actually, I had two cups because I had a cup at home this morning and then a cup after lunch at work. So uh, we love Firegrounds Ooh. here making the call. I know. <laughs> I didn't sleep well last night, so I, I needed the extra caffeine boost. Um, Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I can't be saying that to the new dad. I apologize. Um, <laughs> Alex, what you drinking? Firegrounds coffee. 
Uh, we love Firegrounds. It's a uh, local Dallas-owned company. It's owned by veterans and first responders. Every bag sold helps send first responders help for mental health and suicide prevention. You can use promo code MTC10 for 10% off your entire order and 10% off every order. So go try Firegrounds Coffee today. All right. New segment idea. Make the take. We'll see how this goes. The premise is simple. We each have come up with some sports takes that we're working on. We're going to make the case for it. Uh, we'll handle all the, the critiques or criticism for it. We're going to try and polish them and, and, and find some winners in this segment. So who wants to go first? Who has a, a burning take that they are just waiting to get off their chest? I got one. All right. It's really, really specific. I hate free plays in football. Explain. You know when um, a team has a false start, but if the offense snaps the ball fast enough, then they get a free play? That's yes. the most bullcrap thing ever. It, I mean, it's already hard enough on the defense, and now instead of getting five, five yards, you can get like 50. That's just ridiculous. Just blow the play dead. The play's already dead anyway. They've been doing that a lot more, it seems like, though. Blowing it dead for QB safety. They used to. I think they used to let it go a little bit more, but now it seems like they blow dead almost instantly. Yeah, I think they just need to do away with it. It, it doesn't. I mean, it's so subjective too, because like the ref can be like, um, yeah, like one, two seconds. Let's just keep the play going. Like what? What? There is no. Um, well, the reason they blow it dead is because if the defensive player is unimpeded to the quarterback, then they blow it dead so that the quarterback just doesn't yeah. get decapitated on the field. Yeah. Yeah. That's not know. what the Romans died for. True. <laughs> so you would want them to just, so they blow it dead when? As soon as the guy false starts. As soon as he like crosses off sides? Yeah. Just give him five yards. You get five yards. Congratulations. It's not going to, you're taking a five yard penalty and you're making it whatever. So the defense wouldn't have a chance to like jump and then get back real quick before they snap the ball. Just as soon as they cross the neutral zone, it's five yard penalty. Yes. Okay. Huh. I mean, it's kind of like that already. I mean, if you jump across and they see it, they're going to throw the flag. So. Just blow it dead. I mean, that's how offsides works. It's not like the defense gets a free play on the other side of the ball. Okay. Um, I don't hate that. I mean, I, I see what you're saying as far as it's already hard enough on the defense. So I, I can I can get there. Um, I don't know if the world wants more penalties and flags in football, but I, I see think it's still a flag. It, it's still a flag. It's just one leads to what it's supposed to, and one can be anything. Okay, that's fair. Trent, Alex, what do we think? Can I piggyback on this? Sure. Man, me and Trent today. The f- no, I mean, yeah, but whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. The five-yard defensive holding automatic first down. Why is that an automatic first down? True. It could be fourth and 30. You get a five-yard penalty, automatic first down. It's, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it is it, not, 
I think if it's a 10-yard penalty, it's an automatic first down because it's first and 10, not first and five most of the time. Sometimes you get an offsides penalty, and then it's first and five. But uh, defensive holding should not be an automatic first down unless it's a 10-yard penalty. Okay. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like that. So do away with defensive holding automatic first down and do away with the free play in football. And have a shot clock on the, like a shot clock buzzer. Huh? What do you mean? On the, like, um, pretty, like a play, like uh, on the play, play clock? clock? On the play clock, yes. If it hits zero. <laughs> okay, I agree with this. Because that's some bull crap. <laughs> I hate the way that it's been explained where it's the line, the, the umpire we look at the ball, and then we look at the clock, and then we look back at the ball, and if it hasn't moved, we blow our whistle. And sometimes it's like three seconds. Depending on who the quarterback like, is. Really. And we're yeah. I kind of like the idea of like a huge buzzer, <laughs> where like as soon as it hits zero, it just like vibrates the whole stadium. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just yes. Effect. That'd be cool. Or like a like a chip horn. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Now we're talking. Or like each stadium could get creative. They come up with their own noise. Yeah. All right. Okay, so some changes for football. Um, who wants to go next? Uh, or do you want me to I go next? Mine. Alex, you have one? Yeah. I think it's it'll be short and sweet because this is a brand new take I've been working on. This pitch clock in baseball, man. Okay, 15 seconds in between pitches, really? And we're shortening the game by almost a, well, I guess the average game is about two hours and 30 minutes in spring training right now. I just saw on Twitter that today the Cubs and Diamondbacks played a game, and they had they changed the pitcher in the ninth inning, and the game time was an two hours and four minutes. Like, this just seems... Nice. I might be having this old man take right now, but this just seems a little rushed, like... I get it for the viewing experience. Like nobody wants to watch a three and a half hour marathon game, but I sort of enjoy that when I go to the ball game, I just want to relax, get a couple beers. And also they stop serving beer in the seventh inning. If games are taking two hours and 30 minutes, that's going to cut the beer time down to like an hour and 45 minutes. That's going to cut the sales down. That's going to cut. They're going to have to raise the beer prices to try and make up that price. Like I just see a lot of problems with this and, I don't know. What do you guys think? But what? What? If, it's it's what if they had so. firegrounds coffee? What'd you say, Trent? I said, what if they have firegrounds coffee at the ballpark? Well, hey, now, now we're, we're talking. Amazing. So Alex's take is that you can actually clock, watch a game without falling asleep. The pitch <laughs> clock actually hurts the middle class because it's going to raise beer prices. <laughs> raise beer prices. Gonna, <laughs> it's going to make everything feel rushed. Like baseball. Looking out for the common man. Baseballs. I think. I think they should bump it up to like 30 seconds between pitches, personally. I think 15 seconds is a little fast. They're just trying to make baseball watchable, and that's impossible. Mean. Because this leads me to my next take. Oh, I had a take about this, too. (laughs) Baseball is a dying sport. The only person in the world that wants to go to a baseball game is Alex. Me? Uh, (laughs) And maybe Andrew. Like Alex said, nobody wants to sit and watch a marathon baseball. I just said game. I wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you want to drink. 
Do you want to drink? You don't want to watch baseball. <laughs> yeah. It's gotten to the point where, like, if baseball or the WNBA is on, I'm watching the WNBA. Whoa. I really Whoa. am. No, you're not. Well, that's just because you're a real feminist. No, I am a real feminist. All power to the women. Um, but I cannot. Baseball is so boring. I played baseball for 15 years. I loved playing it. Hate, hate, hate watching it. Puts me to sleep. It's worse than golf. It's it's a dying sport. Nobody truly enjoys watching baseball. I do. Same. It's got it's so, got to got to be a side effect of the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> Dropping bombs. Well, I also had a, a take about the pitch clock, and it's opposite of Alex, and it's that the pitch Stop clock. It. It's while it's probably too short, so we can talk about that. I think it's fantastic. I know it's rushed, but I think the, I think this kind of chaos is exactly what you need to save this quote unquote dying sport. No, we need slugfest. That's yeah, what bring we back need. steroids. You need to be able to pick a fight with the first baseman. <laughs> Ooh. Dude, there was a spring training game today and it was pouring down rain. And so they enforced the pitch clock on not only the pitcher but also the batter. And so the batter, if he's not in the box, like ready to go with eight seconds left on the clock, it's an automatic strike. And so you had these batters when it was like a torrential downpour. And normally they like, you know, they take the pitch, they step out, they wipe down their bat, they wipe down their gloves. They're trying to like, you know, get ready so that they can have a nice grip. They're just having to just stand there like slippery hands and everything, just like ready to go and see whatever comes their way. I think, I think the chaos is awesome. It's probably too short, so we can talk about maybe lengthening it. But I think it's needed, and I've I've liked it so far. Have you all seen a Futurama? Some no, I've seen bits and couple pieces. episodes. They like have a sport called Blurns Ball. It's just baseball, but more fun. They should just <laughs> like completely redo the sport, and that'd be a lot. That'd be a lot. I I, I like the pitch clock. It's going to make um, stealing really easy too. just time the pitch clock, you know, and go. Well, they can, they can pick off still. You only get two pickoff moves though. Is that yep. true? Oh man. Damn. Can, can what, so what happens box? after, what happens after the second it's one? It's like a buck. He goes to second. Runner, no, but like, does the runner just take off when the pitcher comes set after the second pickoff move? See, this is the problem with these new rules. Is that true? Only two so pickoffs? I'm like, pretty sure. He can't even, like, like, if the runner takes off running, he can't step off. And Well, maybe if he takes off running, he can step off. Uh, All right, let's sense. see. I'm looking. Wait, can I tell you all some rules of Lawrence Ball? Yeah. Go for it. Steroid injections are mandatory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> End of discussion. Perfect. <laughs> There's a target that you can hit to win the game. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> All right, let's see. So, okay, that's the shift, the pitch clock. All right, pickoffs are now considered one version of disengagements, which consists of any time that the pitcher makes a pickoff attempt, uh, fakes a pickoff, or steps off the rubber. Uh, pitchers are allowed two disengagements per plate appearance without penalty. Mm-hmm. After a third step off, the pitcher will be charged with a balk. Unless at least one offensive player advances a base. 
Whoa. Mm-hmm. I have no Overs idea. Overs are going to be hitting. Can you imagine Ricky Henderson in <sighs> the year 2020? 120, 30, 40 stolen bases easily. You have 100 stolen bases by the All Star break. That'd be insane. Yeah, wow. I don't like that. That's Seems a little Mickey Mouse. I think I think for the pitch clock, I think for the pitch clock, I think twenty seconds yeah. would be enough time. Fifteen is like pretty fast, but I I think twenty no, maybe seconds. even just do twenty four like the NBA. Hear me out. You do thirty seconds. Yeah. And you can pick off as many times as you want, but you only have thirty seconds. What do so you like mean? If you, if you pay, if you throw a pick off, the clock stops at like twenty-two. Okay. And then once you get set, once you get back on the rubber, or once you mm. get the ball back, the twenty-two seconds starts again. Or how about the <laughs> clock doesn't stop at all? What? I mean, yeah, chaos, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, let's let's add all the gimmicks. Maybe you can pick off twice, and then after that, you can continue <laughs> to pick off, but the first baseman can't use his glove. <laughs> Just get really crazy with it. Um, or it's kickball rules. You can hit the batter or hit the runner. Okay. Uh, let's see. Anyone have another sports take? Or I let me give mine because mine was going to be the pitch clock, but we we just spent a lot of time on that one. Um, yeah, we did. All right. Let's see. Do we want? You guys can choose. I've got remaining. I've got a football one, a basketball one, uh, all sports. Or baseball. Can I just go all of the above? Let's keep going. Yeah, go, go, go. Okay, uh, we'll do football. If you don't have a top five quarterback, you should just draft one every year within the first four rounds. No. Facts. I don't want to be stuck with Kirk I think Cousins. It's depending on the draft, but like for this upcoming, not this upcoming draft, but 2024 with Caleb Williams and Drake May, yes, I would definitely do that. Injuries. I just... What if Justin Herbert goes out and gets injured? Do you have to draft a quarterback? No. Then? He's a top yeah. five quarterback. Yeah, but he wouldn't be. Well, he's going to come back. He's going to come back healthy. He himself is a top five quarterback. Yeah, but you don't That's know that. He's injured yeah, in game so two. like if you have Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. I don't know who the Geno Smith one would be. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Jared Goff. <laughs> If you have those top five guys, you I mean, you could take a quarterback if you wanted. I mean, the Patriots did that Daniel Jones. several times whenever they had Tom Brady. But if you have one of those guys, you don't have to. If you don't, first four rounds, take a quarterback because no. things can change so quickly. So the quarter, quarterbacks can get hurt. You just want the quarterback position to become the running back position. Got it. So you're, you're telling me there's 25 quarterbacks in each NFL draft? No, he's telling you there's probably five. No, that's just what teams should do. If every team did it, then you'd have to like reconsider. But yeah. you should be taking a quarterback if you don't have a top five one. Because then you can get a guy like Brock Purdy in the seventh round. You don't know. Please. Or you have a top seven, eight guy. He gets hurt. And you got a backup and you see what you got in your backup. And maybe your backup does awesome. And now you're reevaluating, well, who should our quarterback of the future be? And it just it gives you more options. Where you don't feel like you're tied down to a 12th, 13th best quarter, quarterback in the league. <laughs> yeah. And quarterbacks are just so expensive anyway. So, like, if you can get a guy like 
Brock Purdy in the seventh round where you're paying him like $10 a game. That's great for your team. $10 a game. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. But, I mean, Brock Purdy's not the only example of a late-round quarterback who... Jalen Hurts. Has, has, is a, Jalen Hurts, second round. Dak uh, Prescott, fourth round. So you I had mean, to bring up old Dak, didn't you? Always. I mean, you. I mentioned I was asking who the fifth quarterback was. You each said your own quarterback, and I did not. So <laughs> you were coughing in unison. Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Jared Goff, <laughs> back to back to back. Only one of us was right, though. Oh, Daniel Jones. No. All right. So that's my take. Um, What's your basketball take? Uh, we should just eliminate the corner three. Oh come on. Just gonna yeah, eliminate like make Reggie Bullock. No, just just make the arc go all the way to the side. Looks line. ugly. It makes Next no take. sense. No, we're done. <laughs> Next take. Why is the three point shot a different oh, distance man. depending on where you shoot from? It makes no sense. Why why do we have an arc and then we get to the end and we said, oh no, straight line? Because it looks nice. Yeah. Aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. It is so dumb to just have two guys on offense who are just permanently just standing there in the corner with their hands up waiting for a hot potato so they can try and shoot it. It's called a good pass. It's boring basketball. No, it's called a really good I like, pass. I like, I like the movement. I like the motion. So we're That's just going to pretend like Ray Allen's career is just irrelevant? That's what he's Ray Allen was way more than a three-point shooter. It's just the his most famous shot was a three-point. Hold on. Corner three. Ray Allen was a three-point oh, shooter. That's his whole career. What are you talking I about? I mean, sorry. He was not just a corner three shooter is what I meant to say. He didn't just camp in the corner. Okay. Mm. That's a, I see what you're saying. I don't watch basketball, but I feel like he, that would eliminate a lot of the scoring. The corner three is the equivalent of just like having a wide receiver. Like you, there's no false starts or snow like offside. You just have a wide receiver, like one wide receiver for the entire drive is just sitting 30 yards downfield on the sideline by himself, just waiting for a, a catch. He's not running plays. He's not running routes. He's just standing in one spot. That's the equivalent of the corner three. I hope you didn't think wildly disagree. That, that was a really stupid. Just because a guy's open in the corner doesn't mean he's just not doing anything. That means he's what did he do to get open. What did he do to get he open? He went there when the defense wasn't brought, there. They brought the ball. They brought he the created ball space. He no, they brought spot. the ball up from half court. He gets to a spot and he his feet literally could have cinder blocks on them. He does it's not. It's basketball, move. man. He found the open spot in the corner and he changed it. it. It's not exciting. God, it's, you're just explaining basketball to me. I don't know. It's not exciting. It's modern. Yeah, if you want to eliminate the corner three, defend the corner three. Exactly. Make some. Make them do something else. All I'm saying is that basketball now is all just layups and threes, and I'm trying well, that, to diversify the shots and make it a little more blame exciting. Steph Curry, you know. I'm blaming the corner three. So, um, that's mine. Uh, anyone else have any others? Uh, this should go without saying. They gotta eliminate the. Double cheek push that the Eagles did. I agree. So what is that again? The QB sneak. Oh, or they they, they, they just put two, two guys behind. behind them. Yeah, and they just push them. That it makes the game a whole lot less fun. I don't think it happens enough for it to matter. It happened. The like, Eagles did enough, so they might actually think about it. Yeah, 
Okay. And not saying that every quarterback I'm would have like a hundred percent about it. I, I think maybe a single cheek push would be okay. Yeah, one one guy can push, but you can't have two people pushing a guy forward. Just put one right up there. Because you know what, I'm gonna expand on this. You know how I'm like sure it would expand. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you have like those running backs like by the goal line and they they're not gonna make it, and then you have like a giant offensive lineman come and like push the pile. Make mm-hmm. that illegal too. This isn't rugby. I, if you have yeah, two people pushing a guy, then but no, Rosie, this is flag. just football. It's just football. You're explaining football. Uh, hey, man, I wasn't like, arguing against your basketball take. I was. It was terrible. I'm just same. saying, we're, we, this whole thing is to like argue changes to the, the game. The push so. in the corner three are not the same. They're not. You're right. The push is more exciting. No, it's not. It's never been a part of football. I honestly like the corner fairness, three. Like, this year. Dude's wide open, makes a shot. The crowd, ah, look at that. Like Falls into the bench. Crowd goes wild, man. No. You just hate fun. Well, here's the thing. You can you can make that shot, but it's only worth two points. <laughs> Grant, you got any hockey takes? Yeah, I actually do. I was just thinking of one, but no one's going to know what I'm talking about. I, I'll know um, what you're talking about. Watch one game. <laughs> <laughs> So in hockey, the the center the center ice red line. Mm-hmm. It's a dotted line. It's for it's used for yeah icing. midfield. Yeah, mid, sure. It goes <laughs> it goes right through the logo in center ice, and it should like it should be in the background if that makes sense. So like the, it should not interfere the with the logo at all. to be uh like I want the 25%. logo to be I I want the logo to be complete. Yeah. I don't want a red dotted line through the center okay. of it. You get just Google just Google a center ice picture. It's okay. petty, but I love it. This is like such a simple take, but you're so passionate about it. I just want it to be aesthetically <laughs> pleasing. Yes, exactly. I want a corner three in hockey. <laughs> <laughs> so just just Google Dallas oh, Dallas Star center saying. ice logo. There's a I've never the noticed red line, that. That is disgusting. Mm-hmm. The red line goes right through the logo. The logo is beautiful. Well, some are. Don't. Don't ruin the logo with the red dotted line. And I know if some of you guys understand that, you can text me and I will, it'll make my day. But if not, so that's okay too. Can you, Michael Scott, explain like I'm five? Um, what's the purpose of the, of the center ice line? That's for icing. So if you shoot the puck into the other zone, into your offensive zone from behind that red line and a defensive player gets to it first, that's icing. It's basically to like Couldn't eliminate that cherry out? picking in basketball. Exactly, exactly. Like you could eyeball that test. Like you yeah. can tell, we can tell when a guy is not fully at center ice, and even the ones that like do. You got goal line technology. Exactly, and when you when you dump a puck, eighty eight percent of the time you're on the boards where the red line is. So that twelve percent where you're in center ice dumping the puck. I feel like the ref should be able to eyeball that. And if they're wrong, they're wrong. It's just icing. I agree. Cause I'm looking at, I mean, you could just have the line go until the logo starts. Stop exactly. Just, Cause that's how they do it in football. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. I like that. What are some other things that are like aesthetically displeasing in a sport? Hmm. 
they don't Baseball. use them anymore, but the the sleeve jerseys they had in the NBA a few years ago. Yeah, those were bad. Yeah, it looked wrong. Those were bad. What do y'all think of color rush in the NFL? Some are good. Some are just should not be worn. Yes. I do think I would like more jersey colors in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what's stopping them from only having like three jerseys. I think that I think that they should um, they should not allow this isn't related to color rush, but this is NFL jerseys. You should not be allowed to wear gloves or cleats that are yellow. Because whenever I watch a game, I always think it's a flag and it throws me off. Gosh, dang, Jarrett McKinnon. Exactly. Running with his hands and you think. That's Adam Thielen's career right there. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Adam Thielen. Sacrifices have to be made. Um, all right. This one affects all sports. Um, there's always discussion around like term limits and politics. And I think we should have them for front office and ownership in sports. Whoa. Whoa. That's a good. Dis- mm. That's heavy. <laughs> I see why a Cowboys fan would say this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that you're, you know, these billionaires, you can go and you can buy your sports team and you get 10 years. And if you're buying after- a contract. To a sports team. Exactly. And every 10 years, the fan base gets to vote hmm. on whether or not you get re-up for another 10 years. And if they vote no, then you sell the team for whatever the valuation of the team is. Let's make these teams like actual investments and not just, oh, I'm going to buy a team and it's going to continue to go up, up, and up, and I'm going to own it forever. And then my son's going to own it. And then his son's going to own it. And then you have all the Jones family running the Cowboys and it's awful. Now I'm not surprised Andrew has this take because this sounds really communist. But <laughs> I don't know. You got ten years. Figure it out. Ten years is a long time. Well, then can you like get another term or yeah. what? Yeah, you just said yeah, if, yeah. if fans vote you in, you get another ten years. No fan's going to ever vote for their owner. You don't think Until the Patriots would have voted ago. for Robert Kraft to do another ten years? No. Yes, they would have. What? What? Everyone, as soon What's as they have about? one bad season, fans are going to be like, "Not, the, not they're done." Not here's the, the thing: it's all too. it's all about where you have it's all about where you have that bad season. If it's in year ten, maybe. Oh, so that would some create some like. <laughs> have them all start at the same time, and then we have like end of decade. Imagine talking like, about purge the purge. <laughs> Imagine talking about the Cowboys and be like, well, you know, Jerry Jones is in a contract year. Let's see what he does. <laughs> I kind of like Honestly, it. at this point, Jerry Jones is in a contract year every year with his age. <laughs> with, fa- <laughs> with the Dang. Grim Reaper. Just a fact, guys. Dang, He's like 82. He's a healthy 82, though. Uh, you seen him? <laughs> I don't know. I watched his uh, diet regimen on Hard Knocks a few years ago. I I don't know about all that. Yeah. So that's a plus. He was McDonald's every morning. Yeah, and he would get he would have his own salt that he would put on top of the McDonald's sandwich. Like he was like dousing it in like salt. Spicy or salty enough for him? That's insane. 
So that's my take. We should have term limit limits on ownership and front office. Love it. I don't That'd hate it, but it's a little bit ridiculous. It would be fun. Just to vote as a fan. So, yeah, just have a little bit of say. I mean, I know the Packers are like publicly owned, but what does that actually mean other than you get like a little certificate to hang in your yeah, That's the dumbest basement. thing ever. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Yeah. Let's just here, get rid of the Packers. Stupid amen. Yeah, no, and here's the thing is if you get voted out as an owner, you're selling the team to someone else. So you're still coming out with a profit. Yeah, but then them knowing that you have to sell the team, it's like bankruptcy. Like everyone's just going to lowball you. Not necessarily. And I you're mean, this, like losing billions of dollars. I mean, they basically forced Robert Sarver to sell the Phoenix Suns, <laughs> and he's just sold it for like what six billion dollars. Yeah, but if if someone's buying it knowing they're only getting a ten year contract. They're not going to pay $6 billion for it. Right. You'd pay $6 billion if you thought still in what it's worth. 10 years, the valuation goes up to $8 billion. Yeah, it seems still worth what it's worth. If you could point to where like this works in any other like business thing. The U.S. government. It does not work. Because <laughs> we don't have term limits. If you could if you could point to the where this works and then he picks the one thing where it looks the worst. <laughs> the US government. See, I don't think it's being done anywhere else, but Alex took too many shots of uh firegrounds. Fire Espresso shots. I just think that it would it would provide fans of teams with bad owners hope for the future because if you're like a Washington commanders fan, you've suffered through this Dan Snyder era and you could just be sitting there thinking only two more years, only two more years. And then we're going to get that son of a gun out of there. That gives you hope as a fan. I, I think it'd add a lot of intrigue to sports. Maybe just make all the teams fan owned. And then we just elect someone for 10 years. That would be fun. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> well, together I'm gonna though, to be, I'm gonna have to be the fan, a fan of like would, the Panthers or something. I couldn't be a Cowboys fan anymore. <laughs> something more in my budget. So, all right, last take I had: um, we should bring back the shift in baseball, but make it to where if you shift and the player gets a hit or a walk, they get an extra base on top of whatever the outcome no. is. That's just too. Too corky. No. We just got rid of the shift. Let's see what it's like without the shift first. But if you like get heavily shifted on and you like hit a single the other way, it's an automatic double. I guess. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. That's what you want to end on. Would would, Joe, on? would Joey Gallo consider bunting then? No, he'd still try and swing for the fences. Strike out on a curveball. Strike out. <laughs> all right any other takes mm. no okay i got a would you rather question all right we've got some time go ahead would you rather throw a three-digit fastball or have the nastiest knuckleball nastiest knuckleball three-digit fastball just zing it in there anytime i want I want a knuckler. Bazinga. I would prefer a knuckleball as well. Oh, no. 
I'm, <laughs> I, no, I know, Alex. I'm going to bleep it out. Don't worry. Yeah, did I say that? Yes, you did. <laughs> man, that coffee's hitting quick. Freaking espresso <laughs> shots, man. These Firegrounds coffee. Best on the market. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Oh, three-digit fastball or knuckleball? Yeah, knuckleball. It just sounds inappropriate. <laughs> what does? What does? Three-digit knuckler. Oh, that would be filthy. <laughs> Easy. That's not but even I'm, hittable. It, you, can't if, hit it, a, you can't hit a three-digit knuckleball. Three-digit no, knuckleball? Speak for yourself. The, the, the catcher ridiculous. couldn't catch it. You would just have to have like a yeah, backstop net. Like, <laughs> good luck, everybody else. <laughs> um, all right. I think that does it for the podcast. Any final thoughts or Trent? College dad joke? College basketball thoughts at all? Wait, I, got one, I got one thing. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was uh, a tweet from uh, Harrison Johnson. If you could go pro in any sport, why and what? Golf. I think it's what and why, but <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Golf. Why, Alex? Because the travel schedule is awesome, and it's well. I was gonna say it's probably the most relaxing sport, but at the same time, it's not. So, what is? That's true. Baseball. I guess baseball might be the most relaxing. Okay, sport. but if you can be four hundred pounds and play a sport like golf or baseball, yeah. You don't see that. You don't see a four hundred pounders playing golf because they have to walk the whole course. John mm-hmm. Daly, he's probably not four hundred pounds, but <laughs> <laughs> is there actually a four hundred pound baseball player? Uh, Prince Fielder was close. Daniel Vogelback's pretty Benji close. Benji Molina hit for a cycle. So currently, one of the most impressive things I've ever Rosie, seen. I'll sports. send you some Daniel Vogelback home runs, and you'll see how fat this guy is. <laughs> I would love to see it, man. Thank you. Um, so you would say golf. Okay, Trent. I he stole from me. I'd take golf too. The longevity of the career. I mean, you can play till you're sixty if you're good. Or older. So yeah, or older. What's the like I don't know what's you're the an av- you're an average. You're average. average. Okay. Yeah. So you're not you're not a superstar, but you're good enough to stay in the league or where. So you're like you like you make the cut most weekends with like a couple top ten finishes every now and then. Yeah, and you might win one every five years or so. Okay. Well, if so it's, yeah, if, I, I, I'm taking golf. Less strenuous. You make the most money if you're. If it's an average athlete, then I'm choosing basketball because. Davis Bertans had one good year and locked in like a hundred and ten million dollar contract with the Washington Wizards. So I'll make a lot of money to also rest for twenty five games a year. But you're not going to shoot management. the corner three, right? Until they take it away. So y'all only care about not working. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> duh. I mean, I'm getting paid to not work right boy. What are you, what are you, what are, Rosie's <laughs> over here like, um, I'd like to be an offensive lineman. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be dope. 
Yeah. I'd like to make, you know, four million dollars a year and just get tackled and bear hug. Be a soccer player. They gotta run a lot. Yeah, but it's so fun. Mm. Oh, wait, no, I do a uh, professional pickleball. Dope. That's up and coming. What that would be fun. Because it has to, like... A, we should buy a pickleball team. Oh, my gosh. Let's just make one. What do you mean, buy? <laughs> I got arthritis in my foot. I wouldn't be very good. You can be the coach. You can be the trainer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get you a clipboard. I'd be a, ter- I'd be a terrible coach, because if you guys sucked... Holy smokes. That'd be terrible. What are you going to do? You couldn't run over to us. You have arthritis. <laughs> I can <laughs> yell at us from the I'd yell at you guys. I would be throwing stuff. I'd be throwing stuff. I'd be I'd be in a lawsuit real quick. We're not going to sue you. Yeah, I'll have yeah. To, I'll make you guys sign a non-disclosure what, an NDA or something. Yeah. All right, let's end the podcast there with talks of Thank you Harrison friend. Johnson. Yes, thank you. Um, if you have any other, if you have any segment ideas or topic ideas for this uh, off season at making the call, send us, send them our way. They might just make it onto the show. Trent, do you have a dad joke for us? Uh, I can have one if you want me to. Please. Page um, fifty-five. Okay, I was just gonna just pick one, but since Rosie's just jumping the gun. <laughs> Is the book loading? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, hold on, I gotta watch this ad first. That's a lot <laughs> of pages. This is a really, this is a really bad page. I knew it. Uh, when do parents change the most diapers? In the wee wee hours of the morning. <laughs> wow, that's pretty applicable wee for wee. you. Wow, wow, wow! I like it. How All warm right, that, is a baby at birth? How warm? Warm. How warm? Oh. Womb warm temperature. Would be a little bit weird. Womb temperature. Womb temperature. <laughs> that was good. Are these all like baby themed? Yeah, there's a new dad, same bad jokes book. My mother law got for me. A right, dad joke a right. day for that first sleepless year. This is from the Dad Jokes Twitter account. I returned my lizard to the pet store today because it wouldn't stop telling me jokes. The store clerk said, this isn't a lizard. It's a stand-up chameleon. Nothing? Really? I like Trent's better. What was the one I sent earlier in the week? It was like some guy walked up to this girl and asked if he could speak at her husband's funeral. And she goes, yeah, that's fine. And he gets up on stage and he goes, Bargain, and the wife goes. <laughs> the wife goes, great. I know the the wife goes, thanks. That means a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll end it there. Uh, that's gonna do it. Alex didn't laugh at the punchline. It, well, I just bargain. She's like, it's already like just not off to a good start here. I found her in the bargain bin. Just throw her in. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. On that note, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Making the Call. Thank you to Trent and Alex and Rosie for joining this week. Thank you to everyone who tuned in on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Making the Call. And thank you to everyone who's listening to us in podcast form, whether it's on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe uh, on your preferred podcast platform and leave us that five-star rating. Uh, Thank you to Firegrounds Coffee. 
uh, for being our awesome partner and sponsor. Make sure you use promo code MTC10 for 10% off your entire order. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Making the Call Substack so you can get Rosie's running back rankings coming to your inbox first thing Friday morning. And also make sure you download the Substack app so you can be a part of all the uh, chat that we've got going on there with our prize pick picks. And uh, we'll have some other stuff uh, in store for that in the future. So thank you so much for listening. I hope I hope everyone has a fantastic week and we will see you next time.